Hey guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and today it's Nick and I coming at you with a uh, To The Point. Um, we uh just going to get on and chat a little bit about our weeks, upcoming weeks. Um, things have been bouncing around on our minds, so uh, Nick, you got a, looks like you got a long list of stuff <laughs> lined out to talk about, <laughs> just like always. Hey, I always got it in my mind, usually. I mean, unless there's something particular that we're wanting to hit on. Um, there, there have been a lot of interesting things that have been coming out lately that like, I can't wait. And I think it would be fun to do with Ted as well. Uh, not just the nine 11 special, but, uh, another one with like vaccines. Cause there was a guy that was on Joe Rogan's podcast that they're doing this like special, like new technique of scanning arteries. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how this this guy contacted this other guy because during these scans they found that in vaccinated people their arteries were significantly more inflamed than people that weren't vaccinated and the people that weren't vaccinated is the control group and they decided they weren't going to publish those findings because they weren't relevant to the study they're doing with the imaging mm-hmm. so they decided because that's not what they were studying we're not going to report these findings because we don't want it to influence the funding that we're getting from the pharmaceutical industry and i was like man that tell like look no further than what the trust the science quote unquote what the science is look no further than that right don't look any further than the dollar signs yeah so um there's a lot of those things that i would love to like get on and like Mm -hmm. put the audio on here along with like discussion and stuff like that um there's stuff on there that i was i saw another one like a moderna patent that talked about how the the um, vaccine was quote unquote fully programmable. Um, like nanotechnology was like, they were talking about these lipids basically being nanotechnology. And so I'm not, I'm curious of fully programmable as in like the RNA, you know, the ribonucleic acid, mm-hmm. they're able to program the ribonucleic acid to do specific things, to attack specific things or to attach to your DNA in specific ways like that. That's what I think it means, but I don't know because mm-hmm. I haven't done research. So, yeah, that was my tangent there. But one thing I did want to talk about was <clears throat> um, we've got a pretty tremendous response on Ted's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it got about sextuple the amount of <laughs> listens that our podcast normally get. And so in that podcast, we talked about the whole library issue with the pronouns books and people being fired and all of those kinds of things. And those, those meetings happened. And the, the, uh, when the podcast released was the actual city commission meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Thursday was the actual library meeting. So I kind of wanted to talk about both of those. Um, we had a, a decently heavy law enforcement presence at both just because it was pretty emotionally charged and more so, my thought process was protecting the freedom of speech rights of those people. Um, you know, I know I'm a government official, but like I would say that I'm not like a huge fan of like the federal government and government in general. I Mm -hmm. think I personally believe that the government exists to ensure that we have our rights. Other than that, everything else is like outside, like the, the framers intentionally put in the constitution, anything not contained in this document is state's rights. You know, like, so for instance, when the Supreme court said, Hey, there's nothing in the constitution about abortion. So we're not going to rule on that. That's state's rights. So they sent it back to the States and each state basically made a vote from there. Mm -hmm. I think that's reasonable and admirable under our current system. Yep. So I believe that that's what's government's there for. 
to do. And that was what I was at those meetings to do was ensure that each person had their freedom of speech within religion, within reason, excuse me, and that they were able to get their two cents in as much as they could within the confines of the law. There are some words that are considered fighting words. Um, certain phrases, you can't tell somebody you're going to kill them. Um, you can't assault someone, which is putting them in a reasonable apprehension of bodily harm. And you can't batter someone, which is physical contact in a rude, angry, or insulting manner. So, you know, within the confines of that, I was basically just there to mediate. And the downside is I have so many thoughts on those things. You know, I get here on the podcast and I talk about these things, but I can't there. Yeah. I, I'm the neutral third party that ensures that no matter everybody's protected. Yeah, no matter whether you're on side A or side B, you have your chance to speak. And I'm not siding with either one. I may align with one of those sides or maybe be in the middle because that's kind of where I found myself in this was um, so so to back up the the Monday meeting was the city council meeting standing room only and the mayor opened with a statement which I thought was admirable and, and well worded basically saying that the library board is separate from us and which is true mm-hmm. they appoint people that represent that board so it's not like the they don't so the board doesn't so for instance we have a uh, a zoning committee or zoning commission something like that and so say you know you wanted to open up a business in a place that was zoned residential like you'd have to go through that zoning committee and then they vote and recommend to the city council and then the city council makes the ultimate decision yeah or city commission so that we do have some boards that serve in an advisory capacity but this one is not. They they make all their own decisions. They don't have to say, like when it comes to hiring, firing, where how to spend money, where to spend money, when to spend money. All of that is done by that library board. They get a, the, they get a budget from the city and then... They get... Well, the, the city is a pass-through funding mechanism. So the city essentially kind of collects money and then a certain mill levy is collected for the library. And then from my understanding, and, uh, you know, Craig, if you're listening to this podcast again, feel free to cr- correct me if I'm wrong. But th- they collect a certain mill levy, a certain amount of money is taxed. And then the city goes, here you go. Like, mm-hmm. here's your money. And that's how that works. So the mayor was saying, hey, you know, we, we don't, we don't, you know, aren't in charge of hiring and firing decisions or anything like that. They're their own separate entity. Um, we're not in charge of what's on the bookshelves, etc. So, as a result, only four people, I think, got up and spoke. So it was only about twenty minutes, and it was, you know, really uh, just kind of, you know, people giving their thoughts. It wasn't emotionally charged. It wasn't anything major, and you know, the news was obviously there. And the there's name, still the, articles that came out after it. That yeah. Were- Dragon Sterling through the mud again. Well, of course. I mean, uh, that's how they—that's how they get their ad revenue and their it's clicks and their. Yeah, I mean, the, think about it this way: those those companies, especially media companies, are incentivized to create that division because, like, let's say I get on as a news company and I make a post that says, "Like, hey, uh, what do you think about vaccines?" And then you're going to get somebody on there that says, oh, that's a pseudoscience and they're, they're, you know, they're causing cancer and they're killing people. And then you're going to get another person that goes, oh, you're dumb. And then, so then you get all those comments, right? Then you get a significant amount of engagements 
Mm-hmm. that you can then use as a marketing tool to sell your ads. So if I go to you, Nate, as a, as a news agency and I say, hey, do you want to advertise with us? Look how much engagement we get. Look how many people are going to see your posts. They're incentivized to make those news stories the way they are so that they can gain more money yeah. and they can get more post engagement. And then if I get you know 500 post engagements versus five, I can now charge you more because more people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. So yes, that that's why those things continue. That's why those things happen. And that's why that no matter what the city of Sterling or the library board or anyone does, that's what they're going to do. They're going to have haters. Yeah. And if you live in an area of your life where you're a, a people pleaser and you're trying not to say anything that offends anyone, you're going to be miserable. Good like, luck. You just need to say the things that you know are right and stick by them. And it's a tough place to be. It can be a tough place to be. And you've got to be able to say no. <laughs> it ultimately is freeing, very freeing. So the city board, the city commission meeting was no big deal. Four people got up really well done. Uh, then they moved on to a sewer budget workshop. And, and then it was like, everybody's like, Oh wow, we're not going to sit through this. Goodbye. <laughs> so it kind of cleared out to the point that even I left and the, you know, the, the chief of police stick stuck around and another officer stuck around. I went home and grabbed a bite to eat. So fast forward to Thursday. Um, we knew that one was going to be significantly more well attended. Um, so I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty as far as what we did for security precautions, just because I'm not going to give, you know, anybody that might want to hurt members of the city of Sterling, any Intel, as to what we are or are not doing. Um, but we, we definitely had a security mindset. Uh, we definitely met, we met with partner agencies and then we were just kind of like, here's what we got going on. Here's what we've done. Here's what we plan on doing. Can you kind of be in the area if things do go bad? So there were three officers assigned there, the chief and, uh, the chief, another officer and I, and, uh, but there was more than meets the eye. Um, there were definitely more people that were much closer that people didn't see that were available very at a, at a very quick moment's notice. And so they gave everybody their, you know, kind of their five minutes and a lot of people spoke. Uh, I would say the overwhelming majority were for the Christian conservative value side, just to kind of give a label to it, um, just for the ease of the conversation that mm-hmm. we're having. And there were a few that were on the, you know, Christ loved everyone no matter what, which I agree with. Um, and then there were some that were, you know, just kind of, there was really nobody that was just like, you know, like F God or, you know, anything like that. It was kind of like, it was almost a little bit of like just the nuance in how we define love was really kind of what the conversation was. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was floored to, to say the least at how the discourse went. Um, there were a few people that were emotionally charged and, but they, they didn't, they didn't handle themselves like they handled themselves admirably. And I, it went way better than I thought it would. And they didn't attack the board as much as I kind of thought they would. Yeah. They were kind of trying to decide, decipher what had happened why it happened and essentially kind of what do we do to fix it from here? 
And a few people were, of course, you know, throwing it out there that, like, this is just the way it is. Thank you for doing what you did and, you know, that kind of stuff. But there were some people there that were really trying to decipher. And one lady, which was um, Samantha Corwin, mm-hmm. if I remember her correctly, which would be Ryan's wife, which is Observant Media. Yep. Um, if you check him out, he's got a, uh, he does like a photography video, drone video. Drone photography, you know, all that you stuff. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you find He it, makes you, some cool uh videos yeah. for businesses they're awesome yeah he he you can check him out on instagram and facebook observant media um he's really phenomenal at what he does and very talented um so anyway she was basically the one thing that that she said that really impressed me was she was like listen i'm not going to stand here and be placated to um i'm going to continue coming to this meeting i'm going to continue holding you accountable and i'm going to continue to be here and i really really respected that I didn't necessarily maybe align with everything that she was saying. Not that I wholly disagreed, um, but I think there's some middle ground there. But what I respected was the fact that she didn't just come in, spend her five minutes, and then just leave. Because what happened was, I shouldn't say everybody. That would be a wrong way of saying it. I would say a small percentage of people, once the you know complain session was over and they moved into the... like consent agenda and all of the agenda items got up and left and i'm like what like you came here demanding action to hold them accountable to tell them what they were doing was not right but then you're not going to stay here and remain and ensure that they're being held accountable Mm -hmm. like all you did was come to complain and i really don't like that if you're going to come to a situation and complain, you better have a solution to the problem. Otherwise, all you're doing is complaining. Be the change you want to see. Exactly. And there was another lady that got up and spoke, and she was definitely very much on the Christian value side. Um, and for the life of me, I cannot remember her name. She was at my church today. I want to think her name was maybe Bet- Betsy, something like that. But anyway, um, she... She said a lot of really great things about like just coming together and finding a solution to the problem. She definitely was not on board with the pronouns thing, but she was definitely willing to have the conversation. And one thing I really liked was she was kind of trying to trying to say the words, trying to give the verbiage, trying to, you know, make sure she's saying the right stuff. And she was like, I'm sorry, I didn't get the memo of what words were like tolerable and not tolerable this week. So I'm sorry if I say something that offends somebody. And I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then I'd say there was one, one lady that kind of like ground my gears. And she was talking about how I believe in the Constitution. I believe in the articles of the Constitution. And all this other kind of stuff and starts, you know, talking about all this, these constitutionality type things, which that, that's not the part that ground my gears. The part that ground my gears was she got back up and spoke a second time, which I was like, or her third time. I can't remember, which I was like, goodness gracious. When you do like one person, you get your five minutes, you're done, you know, or one time. But then she starts coming up and she starts citing, well, in our democracy and, oh. I was like, okay, you literally just talked about a constitution and the articles to it. You have no idea. Like, no, you don't. You don't believe in the constitution. You don't. Because if you're talking about a democracy, we do not live in a democracy. Do we have some democratic values in our system? Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always been about utilitarianism and fitting the greatest good for the greatest number, which would be a democratic value. 
But at the end of the day, we are again, as you've heard me say many times, a constitutional republic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If we were a true democracy, this whole book thing would just be a simple vote. We would gather everybody together. Do we put the book on the shelf or not? Okay, if there's 50 people, 26 vote for, 24 vote against, boom, they're on the shelf. That's a democracy. And the same thing, like if I, again, I've used the instance of your phone. If I wanted your phone and there were three of us in the room, two-thirds of us vote, boom, now it's my phone. It's protected under the Constitution that I can't do that. And so, you know, but I think we've also been intentionally dumbed down by our system and our politicians intentionally keep using the words like democracy because they think that, or they're trying to get people in the mindset of just because everybody wants it, it's going to happen. And that's not the way the framers intended because he knew that we, they knew we were imperfect people and that we were going to do dumb shit. And so that's why there's an electoral college and these other things that kind of help buffer that system. And people don't even understand it. They complain about it, but they don't get how it works and why it works and why it was put into, into, uh, into being. So that was probably the only thing that ground my gears. But ultimately, overall, I must say for everybody that was at that meeting and that lives in Rice County and the city of Sterling in general, I was humbled by how you handled that discourse and how you were able to talk about polarizing subjects and handle yourselves well and not lash out at each other, not call names of each other, and just do well. And I must say that is why I serve our community and want to continue to serve it. And I am so very humbled to be a part of these communities and so humbled to serve it. And one last thing, another shout out to uh, Samantha Corwin. She was, she said up there, she said something along the lines of like, I don't give a shit what happens today. Like I'm still going to be here. And some lady spoke up and said, there's children here. Like, can you watch your language? And she very politely and sternly and firmly looked at that person and said, I will speak how I please and continued. And, you know, she could have been like the, you know, F you, you, you be and all this other kind of stuff. Right. But she didn't. And that I thought was admirable as well, where it was like, no, I will not be silenced. This is my voice. It is protected under the Constitution. I have my five minutes, and I'm going to speak and say what I want to say. And I was like, that was cool. Yeah. I, I just thought that was that was just awesome. So overall, it went uh, it went really well. I don't think it's over. Certainly not over. Um, you know, and I and I feel bad for some of those board members. Uh, you know, they're. I don't think they ever thought in a million years that they were going to get on a board for a library and have that happen. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, and they're, I'm sure they don't get paid for that board. Like, they're volunteering their time and this and that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea, but. Most you, of those, <coughs> most of those in a smaller town, those boards, yeah. board of directors, that kind of stuff, they, they don't get. Yeah. Well, and, and also, I'd like to also say that it, that I, I've come to understand, and I'm, please understand, I haven't heard this from any official source or anything. That it was the, this is layered deep, more deeply than a pronoun book. Um, there's more to this story. There's, you know, I just, as a cop, I investigate for a living, you mm-hmm. know, and things just aren't lining up that it was on this whole pronoun thing and then the people were fired and stuff like that. That it just doesn't seem to make sense. It's the pieces of the puzzle aren't quite fitting together. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish I could know the whole story, but 
that employment, that, that employment law it keeps them from speaking about that. <clears throat> the, the person that was fired can speak and release as much information as they want, but the employer cannot. Um, you know, I would assume if they're being sued, then an employer would be able to then defend themselves by showing documentation, showing why, which would then be in an open courtroom. If they um, have that. If they have that. Um, but it, I, it just doesn't seem to line up. I think there's more to this story. If mm-hmm. I were to, if I were to guess. No, I, it, that wouldn't <clears throat> surprise me at all. Um, and then, uh, I had <clears throat> two, uh, two people cancel their SEO sites on me and I'd kind of started investing in some things with the intent of some of that money would be there. It was, uh, it was like last week, Nick was buying Ferraris and Lamborghinis <laughs> and now it's like, oh shit, I, I can't, I got to cancel that order. I'm selling, I'm selling them on Facebook marketplace <laughs> <laughs> trying to get rid of them. Well, and, and it's not like it's a big deal. You know, it was like a $30 subscription here and there for like these different things. Um, and I'm still going to make them happen. I mean, I can still build the sites and then find somebody to sell them to. So it's not like it's a huge deal, but it's always nice to kind of have the money in pocket and then build it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the nice thing is, is I can keep building these sites and getting, getting them, you know, like saturating and doing their thing and starting to generate leads. Cause it's always easier to, so like if I were to come to you and I didn't know you from Adam and I were like, Hey, I've got this fencing and decking site and I've got like these 100 leads. It's, I've got five leads per day. Here you are, you know, yeah, it's, versus it's, like, here's the potential that this can right. do this and this and this. When I can show you actually, here's what I've got in my hand right now. Do you mm-hmm. want them? Yeah. So I could continue doing that. And that's what I kind of plan on doing. Um, and I officially now have employees, um, their contract employees that I'm paying to kind of help with some of the content generation. So that's pretty neat. Um, use and qu- use QuickBooks. <clears throat> uh, no, I'm just keeping it's small enough right now. I'm just keeping track of it all in an Excel spreadsheet. Okay. I've got different tabs for like mileage, um, contract work, different expenses, you know, all those things that I, I kind of want to, that I'll be able to write off. Um, I had a meeting with Cheryl Mitchell or Cheryl Buckman. Speaking of that, another shout out to her. Um, she helped me with everything related to the accounting for my business and didn't charge me anything. Mm-hmm. She just answered general questions I had. I mean, I was only there for like 30 minutes or so, 30, 40 minutes. Um, with that being said, she is looking for someone to help her with her bookkeeping. So if you are, uh, versed in that or want to be versed in that. And then she also said she was looking for somebody that would be willing to take over her accounting practice when she goes to retire. So if that's something that you're looking into, get a hold of uh Mishler accounting. Her name is now Cheryl Buckman. She got married, but her, her maiden name was Cheryl Mishler. Mm-hmm. So it's Mishler accounting, Mishler. It's the Mishler building in Sterling. If you Google it, you'll be able to find it. Mishler is M I S H. L-E-R, Mishler. Two buildings south of the liquor store. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, there you go. Go to the liquor store, two buildings south. Um, so if you're looking at bookkeeping, um, I'd just like to give a shout out to her because she, she helped me out with a lot of questions um, to be able to understand those things. Speaking of that, did you get my text on what I learned from her on employees? Oh, versus yeah. Contract? Okay. Um, so it was just, uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, you know, lessons learned again, um, as well as uh, just being humbled by, being humbled by what our communities have been doing. Um we are nothing like what the media is portraying us to be. And that's just a fact. Yeah. Um, that's not me being prideful because I live there. I witnessed it with my own eyes, heard it with my own ears. I was there and we are nothing like what the media is portraying us to be. Nothing. So just keep doing our thing. All right. I rambled for my time. It's your turn. Oh, I just, (laughs) sorry. I just woke up from my nap over here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm out. I'm leaving. (laughs) Oh, I just kind of wanted to talk about like, uh, 
Oh, I had a, I guess it kind of a tuition payment, but we had a, our lead foreman leave. I don't know if I've talked about that on here yet, but um, had he had to move out to Colorado. He was actually my business partner for Next Gen. Um, he had to move to go help take care of family out in Colorado and this and that. It was really short notice. Like he gave me a week's notice and he was gone. I helped him move out to Colorado. Um, but he was our expert in concrete and everything else. And he left and me and Brandon had a conversation. We're like, so what are we going to do with concrete moving forward? I was like, oh, we can handle it. And then on Monday I went to the Corwin building and I pulled the plans out of my truck and I started looking at the plans and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm in over my head right now. <laughs> and uh so I got to looking at him more and I, I was like, okay. Well, I called Brandon. I was like, dude, I think we need to move on from this and sub out this concrete stuff because I can't get it done. Like, it's going to take way too long for me to figure out for it to be us to make anything on this and for it to be like, it's something we cannot mess up. You know, that's going to be a two story heavy building. And it's got to be done right. And so I was like, we're going to swallow our pride and uh, take the L here. And uh, we'll have to push it back a little bit. But um, we're going to sub out that concrete work because we need an expert in it. <laughs> and I'm not that expert. So I just kind of want to talk about, you know, how it's okay to swallow your pride or boot your ego out the window. And... uh like, let someone else help you or push that on down the line. You know, I think that's uh, a lot of people struggle with that. And even I do a little bit. You know, I, it sucked having to do that. But at the end of the day, like, can't have a two-story building fall down and someone get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that that would definitely be a hurt to the brand. For yeah. sure. Um, and not only that, but I know you. You just, you want to do things and do them well and do them right. It's got to be done right. Yeah. So... Yeah, we're going to sub that out, and we're going to focus on framing and siding for now and things that we know how to do and get good at that and just see what happens. Well, I've told you before, um, just keep pushing on, man. Like, if there's anybody that can do this, it's you, especially with, you know, Brandon there also kind of mentoring to you and the things that you haven't done before maybe that he has. You know, I see you guys as a good team. Uh, you also have good guys working for you, too. So I think if you take care of them, they're going to take care of you and – You'll get through it. You'll figure it out. Stefan, Anthony, Wyatt, and then uh, just adding Caden, you know, like it's, we got a good crew of young guys and it, you know, it's hard. People say it's hard to find good workers. I don't necessarily know if I agree. I think I've even said it. And like the more I sit on it and like, look, I'm like, okay, like if you have a good place to work and if your guys enjoy going to work, they enjoy getting, like they, think they're getting paid well they aren't overworked you know they're not having to work 20 hours of overtime to make ends meet um they're gonna talk to their friends about it say hey dude you need to come work at this place you know it's like sales you're selling your company and if you do the right things the people will come yeah i agree um and i think that that's that's the other key here is is uh, I, I wanted it. I've also been thinking about doing like another, like interesting, like I kind of changed a little bit of some of my management things, but not really on mm-hmm. the same path, but just minute tweaks. And we've gotten away from, <clears throat> you know, 
loving your employees. And I'm not talking like love, like, you know, making love to your wife or something like that, but like truly loving them as you should love a person. And they will know that they will feel that. And as a result, they will want to do a good job for you. Mm -hmm. And we've moved away from that. And we've moved into these like personality tests and Mm -hmm. personality hacks. And I think that most truly good businessmen have some, I I would assume like maybe some sociopathic tendencies in the sense of I'm willing to overlook people's feelings. Not, I'm not saying they're killers, but I'm willing to overlook people's feelings in the name of a dollar. Like, Mm -hmm. how do I, how do I get that fraction of a, of a stock point or how do I get that much more, Mm -hmm. you know, profit margin, which at the end of the day, the more profit you make, the more you can potentially take care of your employees, expand your business, et cetera. I get it. I get it. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to knock that, but we, we use those personality tests and stuff. I think sometimes to hack people's brains and get them to do things they don't want. Yep. I think that's where those have gone. And instead of using it to try to understand them, to be able to like mentor to them better and be able to because like lead them I, better. Like I've got to manage Anthony a lot different than I'm going to manage Stefan. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not like major differences or like at hood construction, you know, like we got a lot of different types of personalities and it's like, I mean, like, major ends of the spectrum. Like, I've got to manage people differently. Like, Jansen, I could scream at Jansen, and he's going to do what needs to be done. It's like, I don't scream at anybody but Jansen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because Jansen needs that to get it through his thick skull. But he's going to scream right back at me. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, um, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to what the next week has. Um, We've also got some, I've got some interesting prospects and some guests that I can hopefully set up this Mm -hmm. week for the next, uh, next podcast. Got a, a guy that owns the the flight club here in town that my dad belongs to. Like he owns the planes and the club and everything and have him come. He's getting ready to do a flight to Oshkosh, uh, which is like one of the biggest fly-ins in America mm-hmm. up in Nebraska. And so I thought maybe like making a series out of it where like we have him come in and talk about the club and getting his license and all that. And then like the prep work for Oshkosh and then interviewing him after he comes back from Oshkosh of like, did your pre- did your plan pay off? Did you have to mm-hmm. change it? You know, all those kind of things. And, and then also, like, what was it like? You know, that kind of stuff. So, so is it um, like a big fly-in? What's a fly-in? It's like basically where ev- people fly into a field. You fly okay. in and, like, people look at your airplanes. There's vendors. Like, think of it as a farmer's it's market. Like Sturgis. Yeah, Sturgis. Yeah, exactly. Sturgis, but with airplanes. Sturgis, but with airplanes. There you okay. go. That's, that's a better uh, analogy than what I was going to do. So... Uh, but I think that's it, man. You know, wrap it up. That's all we got. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us again. I'm very humbled that you take that opportunity. Uh, don't forget to give us a rating, rating and review. It goes a long way. Continue to share the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us. Check us out at www.thehigherpoints.com on Instagram at the higher points and on Facebook at the higher points podcast. We'll catch up with you guys next week.